Round one. Fight. What is going on, BW Sports One World? It is another one-on-one with the Lion at Combat Zone. And today, we are blessed with one of the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships' biggest and toughest SOBs in the business, Bobo the Beast O'Bannon. What is going on, brother? How are we doing? Man, I'm blessed. Love life, sir. How about yourself? Oh, I cannot complain. She wouldn't listen if I did, but I am so <laughs> glad to finally have you on the show with me for an interview. We've talked about this several times. Now we're finally here. So I thank you for your time and thank your manager, Britton, for allowing me to talk to her fighter. And uh, so let's let's let the, the BW Sports One world know who Bobo Abandon is, where he came from, just talk a little bit about your uh, the 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 fight career that's gotten you to this point. Man, I'm just a big old poor country boy. <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> always worked for a living. I always had to work and fight in life to even make it. Uh, I was a Division One prospect. Remember in high school playing high school football, I was uh, 305 pounds running a 40 yard dash in 4.8 seconds. Uh, every, I dude, I had college football letters from everybody. Uh, they'd send me those little tickets to their little quote unquote A day games or spring games or whatever. And uh, I went to so many different spring games for free. And well, actually, it cost me five dollars because you know they can't give you, give you nothing for free from mm-hmm. college to high school. So it cost me five dollars to go to all these different things and meet the team and you know tour the campus all that. Well, I decided that uh, since I barely made it out of the high school from partying, that uh, college probably wouldn't be a good thing for me. So I went and learned to be a millwright. And in that process, I found out about this uh, tough man contest in Mobile. So uh, it was a uh, minute and a half rounds, uh, three minute and a half rounds, and a one-night tournament. You go in, and you may have like four times in one night to win the contest. And, I went in and uh, still doing my football training and stuff and um, got beat up for my first four tough man contest. And I went from 335 to 225 in about 10 months training Ooh. with a boxing trainer. Yeah, training with a boxing trainer. And um, I uh, lost a ton of muscle, you know, from lifting weights and all, not lifting weights anymore and all. Well, uh, I went out there and I won the next four tough man contests in a row at the fairgrounds. And uh, I was not allowed to fight in them anymore. Then they had some guys coming in from out of town, uh, a couple guys from Georgia and somebody from Louisiana coming in gunning for me because they heard about this guy who went on this tough man contest in Mobile. So they called me, asked me to come fight. They put me and the out of town guys in the top part of the bracket, put all the in town guys in the bottom part of the bracket, and uh what happened is I eliminated all the out-of-town guys and got to the final fight against the uh, hometown boy. 
and had to act like I had an injury and, uh, you know, let him win and we split the purse. So, and I went. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, everything great, I guess, in some sort of way or another. But uh, then I went to the uh, Biloxi, fought the, uh, the original Tough Man contest that was on TV. And uh, I guess this was in 07, like September ish of 07. And I uh, won it, walked through it pretty well, and turned pro and uh, ended up going uh, 10 and 6 as a pro boxer. And uh, took took some, you know, a few years off, man. I just uh, I lost my heart for fighting, I guess. And, you know, life did its little deal to me. And then uh, me, me and my wife got married. Before we got married, we agreed that I would not fight. Fighting was done. It was over with for me. No more fighting. Yes, ma'am. I'm sitting in church one day, and God tells me that I'm going to fight again. I know, sir. I'm sorry. You know, uh, but uh, my wife said no to this already, and so I can't do it. I mean, about three minutes after that happened, my wife nudged me to lean down to her. She said, God's telling me that you need to be fighting again. And I don't like it, but that is what he's telling me. I started crying right there in the middle of church. We get out of the church, talk about it. Then we both start crying on the way home, talking about it, letting her know what happened. So um, anyhow, I decided to get back in it. I seen that uh, Brock Weaver. My old buddy Brock Weaver, I seen uh, some of his Facebook posts come in where he was doing this bare knuckle fighting thing. I was like, man, what, what is that? Bare knuckle? That ain't even legal. And uh, me and Brock talked about it for a minute. He's like, yeah, man, you know, Mr. Roy was uh, working my corner and, you know, taped my hands and everything for me. You need to go start talking to Mr. Roy again. Get in there. So I called Mr. Roy, uh, Roy Jones Sr. at Pensacola over there. And uh, I started going to his house. Uh, you know, some, it was added about 35 minutes to my trip home from Bruton, but I started swinging by Mr. Roy's training with him and uh, got in touch with Nate Shook, got me a fight lined up, and I guess the rest is kind of history. I ended up taking about a year, year and a half off after my first fight, to my first and second fight, but uh, you know, I had to uh, get my mind right and for real decided I was going to you know, do this, and uh, good Lord told us several more times while I was off, hey boy, you need to get back ready, so here we are, ready 100%, and uh, oh, yeah. my wife said that uh, she knows and has told me that I'm keeping my hands up for now on, no more, <laughs> <laughs> no more putting my hands down and letting the heavyweight bang on me, and uh, we're going in, and I'm, I'm just, I just want to fight, man. I don't care who I fight. I don't have any animosity towards anybody. Just uh, let me let me be in there with everybody as far as I'm concerned. There you go. That's the heart of a champion, the heart of a lion, the heart of a warrior right there. Looking over the uh, the career, um, you know, fights that I see, I was wondering why the such the big gap in between that first bare knuckle fight to the second fight against Mike Kyle. Uh, you kind of, you kind of elaborated on it because there was almost about a year and a half apart um, from your BKFC debut to uh, the second one, which was you headlined the total line two, I believe it was against Mike Kyle, formerly UFC known. Um, that was a big fight and you know, you, you took care of business in that. Fast forwarding a couple months later, back in December, you fought a very big, stout Sam Shoemaker. And, you know, I want to hear your thoughts on 
What happened in that fight? Now, granted, I'm not taking anything away from Sam because he is a big boy. However, as a fight fan, I could tell there was just something not right. There was something maybe weighing on your on your shoulders. You know, there was something that your heart just was not fully showing like it normally does. So can you elaborate on, you know, that fight with Sam Shoemaker a little bit for us? Yeah, man. I, uh, look, I'm not taking anything away from Sam at all. Uh, I personally reached out to Sam, man, way back before I ever even fought my first BKFC fight. And uh, Sam's super, super good fella, super cool fella. I really like Sam. Uh, Sam nor anybody else on this green and blue earth that God bless us with should have done me the way that Sam done me because I was nervous. Man, I... Why, I don't know why I was like this, man. I, I don't know. I, I never let myself mentally prepare the way that I mentally, the way I mentally prepared for Mike Kyle, I, the way I just reclused back to myself for about 48 hours and just got back in a, in a there's no way that he can beat me kind of uh, mindset. Uh, with Sam, there was a no way I could beat him kind of mindset, you know, and I never let myself sit into, you know, zone in right. I never let my mind get right. And uh, you can go back and look at the fight. You know, I hit him a couple of times to begin with, and uh, you know, he didn't like it. And of course, no. you know, who does like getting hit? But he right. particularly seemed to have a problem with that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> And and I threw what twenty something punches, eighteen punches, whatever it was, uh, the entire first round. I mean, come on, man, that's not my way. That, I don't do that. You look at any of my fights and see that that's absolutely not the case for me. Well, anyhow, uh, I never got out of my mind, man. And for some reason, I did. Once I got in there, I was so nervous. I wasn't, dude. Come on, man. There was another guy standing in front of me. I wasn't nervous about that. You know, I'm, I've sparred with Deontay Wilder before. I don't care who I'm in, in the inner fighting with. Whatever. They're not going to be as fast nor hit me as hard as Wilder did. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you put me in there with. And so I wasn't nervous about a man, you know, about the man in front of me. I was just nervous. I don't know why. I can't tell you. I don't know what it was. So what I decided to do is I was going to put my hands down. He was going to hit me clean with that big right hand in my forehead. And uh, it was going to allow me to settle in and, you know, kind of knock the cobwebs loose, so to speak. And I wouldn't have to worry about it. My body would take over and react from there. But that jerker goes and hits me with a left hook right above my ear. And uh, that's the equilibrium spot there. And uh, he did a beautiful thing. I'm very, very proud of him for what he did. He jumped on me after he dropped me that first time and never gave me a chance to recover. If he would have laid off of me for about 30 seconds, I would have been tanning that hide. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, like they say down south down here, if a bullfrog had wings, he wouldn't bump his butt every time he jumped. You know, so, that's, that's very true. So, uh, you know, all this if and all that kind of stuff, it really don't mean nothing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, man, I, I want to, I just want the opportunity. I'm very glad, thankful, and blessed that I'm getting the opportunity to get back in there again and show that uh, I am, I do belong there. 
show that I'm worthy of being in there and to show that uh that 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 last fight to show that that'll never happen to me again. And who better to prove that against than the uh the first BKFC champion. That is so, so right. Arnold Adams is your next opponent here in two weeks from yesterday. Uh yes, so uh, March 19th, Biloxi Civic Center down in Biloxi, Mississippi. You are, in fact, fighting Arnold Adams, which you mentioned, is the first uh, BKFC heavyweight champion. What are your What's your mindset towards this fight camp? I mean, you've had this fight. Uh, you've known about this fight for a couple weeks now. Um, you, got, uh, you got a little bit of a fight camp. You know, obviously, you're moving in towards the end of the fight camp. How have you been preparing yourself for an opponent such as Arnold Adams? Oh, man, just like anybody else. He's, uh, you know, he, he's nothing special. He's nobody special, you know. So there's nothing special to uh, prepare for, really. He's got a uh, – he throws uppercuts. He throws straight punches, and he throws hooks. Everybody else does the same stuff. Um he does a funky little lean back thing where he leans back and tries to put his body out there. I've got something special for that. Uh, uh -oh. he, he, uh, he does this little deal where he kind of puts one hand down and, uh, leans way back and, uh, wants to like put his body out there for you. I got something special for that. And, uh, he, he does this deal, man. I, I don't know. I guess it's a track meet. You know, where uh, he runs and I'm supposed to play tag and chase him or something. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we got something for that. I'm going to play tag with him for a little while. He's going to be it by the time it's over with, I promise you. Um, I like that. I like you know, that. I haven't yeah. heard that analogy yet. You know, he wants to run around, play tag. I'm going to make sure he's it by the end of the round. I like that. I like that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, I mean, uh, and, and that's what he is. Think about it. Uh, it's it's the Mayweather style, you know, playing tag. I mean, that's what Mayweather wanted to do. Tag your it and run real quick. Like a little kid, you know, uh, playing tag indoors uh, at a, where the family, where mom and daddy wants you to settle down and behave and you're trying to play tag indoors. So you just reach up and tag and kind of move away real quick. And whenever the other person comes close and they touch you, you tag them and just kind of move away real quick. Where you can still play, but mom and daddy, you know, ain't getting noticed and you're doing very much. That's that's all like Mayweather. That's what Arnold does. He wants to tag you real quick, kind of move, tag, tag you, and kind of run away. I'm like, well, guess what, kid? We're not playing any games here. So it's going to be a real game of tag you, you know? Uh, don't trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like that you're going to be the one chasing him around. You're going to probably, I'm assuming, by what you're telling me, you know, let him try to play his game. But you're going to make him come to you because, I mean, for one, obviously the stamina in any fight, you don't want to be running around losing that, losing that speed and strength. Um, I'm really looking forward to this because it has been a while since we have seen Adams in the in the ring. And what better way to welcome him back than putting him up against a beast as yourself? Uh, I know the fans are looking forward to this. I honestly, you know, I'm a little biased that this isn't the co-main event because, you know, again, I'm biased. I like you, Bo, so I wanted yes. to see it as the co-main event. But I know after this victory for you, you probably will not be less than a co-main eventer after this one. 
Well, man, look, I, I always believe in sharing. I, 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 I teach my kids all the time. Hey, you got to share. You, you can't always, you know, I don't care if that is your toy. I know that that's your toy, but you got to share a little bit. There's other kids around. These other kids want to play too. So you got to share. Well, that's what's going on here. Uh, we all know that this is my toy. And uh, we, we all know that this is my deal. I've made that quite obvious already. But uh, I'm going to share a little bit here. You know, I don't mind sharing. Uh, just like I teach my kids, you got to share with everybody else. Everybody else wants to play too. So uh, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let some other folks play for a little while. I have no problem with that. And, uh, you know, then once I get in here and show that this last fight is not the way it's going to be going for me and uh, <clears throat> dominate another victory here coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, then they'll uh, let me play with my toy again. There you go. There you go. Take back your toy box, right? Exactly. <laughs> Yes, I love it, brother. I love it. So, you know, kind of explain to the BW Sports One fan fan uh, base how it is different between boxing and bare knuckle. You know, I ask I ask all the bare knuckle fighters that I talk to the same question, and I get a little bit of different answer every time. I mean, relatively the same, but it's it's just a tidbit different by everybody's aspect. Kind of let us know how, in your mind, in your words, and what you've witnessed and dealt with, what are the differences in fighting with these big gloves for boxing and moving in the bare knuckle where it's just you? All right, the big gloves. Those are not big, soft cushions on your hand. Those big <laughs> gloves. What you have when pro boxing, if you've got about a quarter inch to three inch of a cast built up over the top of your knuckles, mm -hmm. it is gauze and tape, and it's been pulled tight. There is nothing soft about that. You can do like this right here, and it's just as hard as your knuckle touching you as far as the hardness goes. Once you get your pro boxing glove on, I like hitting myself a little bit. I like joggling my head a little bit, you know, so that whenever I get in the ring, it's not the first time I've done it. Whenever I get hit, it's kind of like, oh, you know. So I like to go ahead and boggle my mind a little bit. I put How hard do you hit yourself? Harder than I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, whenever I'm getting ready, I'm getting there and socking myself up with it. Now i got to use my open hand because I used to, back in Tough Man days, I'd like, you know, with my gloves and that mess hurts now, especially with no gloves on. But whenever I'm getting ready, I'll sit there and, you know, and you, you want to go ahead and wobble your mind a little bit, you know, get yourself that away whenever you're in there and you finally get that hit, that little bit of a jar. You don't want to that to be the first time that you felt it. And, you know, because it's kind of like a, you know, whenever I just hit myself right then, it was kind of a, oh, you know. Not only right. the first time I feel that to be in the ring in front of everybody with that guy getting ready to come back with another one. You know, I want to go ahead and knock them cobwebs loose backstage. That way, whenever I get out there, I am ready. We're fixing to bang it up. So I'm not going to lie, Bo. As soon as you turned your hat around and opened them eyes, I saw the beast coming out. I saw... The whole mentality just kind of flipped the switch for a second. And when you, you know, demonstrated what you did to yourself before fights, I saw the look of the beast working through the that facial and that face and those eyes, man. I feel the intensity. I feel 
the excitement of just yourself, you know, getting back into that ring, showing that, you know, regardless, excuse me, regardless of, you know, Sam, great fighter, but that was a fluke in your mind. That will never happen again. And I saw it right there. I've been around the fight scene for a long time, you know, not necessarily in it for, inside the, the ringer cage for a long time, but I've been around the industry. And when you see certain people and you see certain looks, you know that that guy or girl is ready to bang and ready for war. And I see it in your face, Bo, and I can not wait to see you back in that ring on March 19th, sir. I cannot wait. I mean, this is just, as a big fight fan, seeing the big guys go at it is always fun and exciting and entertaining. Putting yourself against somebody, like you said, you know, likes to play tag, and kind of going back to the Sam Shoemaker fight where you we didn't see a lot of that um, that aggression, that offensive aggression on your end, how is how does somebody get that aggression, that offensive aggression on somebody that does like to run around a lot? It's easy, man, uh, for me, because I'm in there. I know what's going on. I've been there before. Uh, this is the way 95% of my sparring matches in the gym has went. You know, the guy get in there, tag, and chase me for, you know, run from me for a little bit. Here, you come chase me. I'm going to tag you. Okay, come chase. That's 95% of the sparring matches in the gym. Everybody in the gym has always told me that uh, I'm like sparring with a heat miser. Uh, so, like, I just generate massive amounts of body heat. I'm a big guy. So, they say I generate massive amounts of body heat, and I just constantly come forward. It doesn't matter what they hit me with, how hard or clean they hit me. I, I'll constantly come forward. They said they can hear me sometimes when they'll hit me with like, like a, a body shot or hit me just right in the head or whatever. And they'll hear me actually go, you know, where it's hurt me. And they expect me to take a step backwards, but instead I'm still coming forward. So they're like, you know, which punch was it that made him grunt? Uh, can I hit him with that punch again? Uh, you know, how do I slow him down? Uh, answer is you don't. Uh, whenever I'm in shape, you don't slow me down. Uh, you, you made a you good might. point right there. You made Come a on. very good point right there. When you're in shape, you're on point. Not talking bad against you, Bo, because you know I love you, brother. Mm -hmm. But what you look like during that Shoemaker fight to what you look like now is two totally different people. You look mm -hmm. focused. I mean, just in your physique, looks focused for this fight. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I'm, I I am. I'm big time focused. You know, I know what's going on. I know what's on the table. I know what I'm risking here. I know what I've got to offer for my family here. You know, I, I got my wife. I know what I'm fighting for there. You know, my, my little girl, I know what I'm fighting there. You know, my son, I, I, I know what I got going. You know, I know what I've got to offer. You know, I know the uh, future that I've got to uh, offer for them. It's right here in my hands, man. It's up to me if I'm going to drop it or hang on to it, you know. And uh, this is a better life for my family. Uh, man, I'm, I, I've done said it a couple of times here. I'm just a poor country boy, man. I've always been just right above poverty, just enough to where I can't say I'm living in poverty my whole yeah. life and fighting to stay there, uh, you know, uh, especially, you know, now I 
nothing, not saying anything bad here, but uh, with my wife's medical bills and stuff, you know, and the different trips that we have to take for her uh, medical issues, you know, and let me tell you, I'll take, uh, we can double the trips if you want to, if that's what it takes to keep her uh, healthy. Uh, I'll, I'll gladly double them trips and just pick up more side work. But, man, it, it's all about, you know, functioning in on your why. This is my why. This is why I do this. You know, my family is why I do this. And so I'm focused in on my why and, you know, just going to work, biting down on my mouthpiece, so to speak, and going to work every single day. Whenever I get off work, I go straight to the gym. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before the gym, I'm doing sprints. Uh, I mean, before work, I'm doing sprints. After work, I'm coming home. I'm doing my uh, stuff at the gym, you know. So I'm staying at it, man. I'm steady at it. Yes, I am in way better shape than what I was in. And uh, I'm ready to get after. I know that I'm fixing to have to play five rounds of tag. You know, tag, you're it. I'm running. Tag, you're it. I'm running. And uh, I imagine there's going to be a lot more running. But once I'm in that ring, though, I know how to cut the ring off because it has been this tag game. So mm-hmm. I know how to – I'm not going to chase him necessarily. I'm not going to – oh, he tagged me. Let me go get him. I'm not going right where he goes. I'm going to where he is going. I'm going to cut him off where he gets there. I'll be yep. there waiting on him. Here you go, bud. Come on. Let's get it. Yep. I mean, cutting the ring off in any type of fighting is is uh, half the battle and puts more pressure on your opponent, definitely. And and I've noticed watching the, the bare-knuckle fights compared to boxing, uh, you know, boxing starts, you know, a lot of other fighting uh, styles, they start so far away, and then they come in and then they kind of circle around. Where in bare-knuckle fighting, you know, you toe the line. You guys are fighting, I mean, you guys starting out, Head to head, right there, and I noticed over over the past few fighting events that I've watched, it's usually the person who steps forward first will become the winner. Because as soon as you take a step back off that line, in my opinion, that's kind of telling your opponent, "Okay, I don't want to be aggressive right yet. I don't mm-hmm. want to take that first chance. I don't want to take that first risk." And in bare knuckle, I mean. You have to keep that offensive aggression on them because that's what will win you fights. Exactly. You said it all right there. The want. I don't want it. Whatever it is, you fill in the blank. Let them fill in the blank with whatever. I don't want it. If it's the power, if it's the speed, it's the, hey, tying up and tussling with one another, I don't want it. That's what they tell you a lot of times. You know, A lot of times you'll uh, get in there with some, folks and you'll hit them first time you hit them real good i'm not gonna call a fella's name but there was a fella what i felt like there was no way i should have beat him and i hit him one time real good and the look at his eyes was like yep i don't want this want you said it right there brother this. when you hit somebody with that punch and you know it's a good punch when you see their reaction on their face and you see their body language and that chemistry just either make or break the rest of the fight i love it all right now are you ready for rapid knockout rapid knockout is a segment that i do with every fighter that i talk to and it five questions has absolutely nothing to do with fighting come on are you ready let's do it all right question number one Favorite food? Oh man, lasagna. Oh, I love I love when I hear the Italian 
the the Italian food come out first. I love it. All right, lasagna. Are you a cheese lasagna or are you a meaty lasagna? Man, that's crazy. I make my own lasagna, and it's it's a bunch of meat, bunch of cheese. Got a bunch of the uh, cottage cheese and a uh, bunch of noodles. I make. I make sure I put, you know, my mama always made a lasagna when I was growing up. I couldn't remember exactly how to make it, but I remember the, the gist of it, you know. And so I went to the store, picked up the materials, and come up with my own version, my own concoction of exactly the way my mama did it. But I just I couldn't remember exactly, so I put my spin on it. My goodness, I like man, it. My, my mama tells me that she likes my lasagna better. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Don't ever outdo mama's lasagna, man. Mm. I quit making it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here here's the thing. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this crazily. One of these days, I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna come down south. I'm gonna hang out with you. I'm gonna be dumb and get in the ring and spar with you for a little bit. But then that night, we're gonna go back to your place and we're gonna eat your homemade lasagna. <laughs> well, we do. We'll eat the lasagna, and I'll even make some of that etouffee. I'm making awesome crawfish etouffee. Ooh, and, I cannot um, wait. I mean, I'll definitely need the recuperating uh, the food after that sparring session. Yes, sir. We'll, <laughs> we'll call that a recovery meal. There you go. There you go. All right, second, uh, second question. Other than fighting, what is your favorite sport to either participate or watch or both? Slow pitch softball. Slow pitch softball. Love. Have you ever struck out? Man, look, we are not going to. I'm not going to lie to you because I have twice in the same game. <laughs> yes. Me, me and, and there, there's a good buddy of mine to play softball with, Bradley Thompson. Bradley Thompson struck out swinging. I have struck out swinging before, but it was so funny. He did it with so much clay. It was just hilarious. But, yes, <laughs> I have I have struck out swinging before, you know, and uh, – a knuckleball. Uh, I, I know it's slow pitch. Another ball is coming underhanded, but my goodness, oh. man. There, there's a guy named Scott we play with. Scott Riley. That joker can throw that. Uh, Scott Smith, I'm sorry. That joker can throw that uh, knuckleball, man, and dances. And uh, yeah, I struck out swinging before. See, Damon, I'm not the only one, so I don't feel as bad. Third question Favorite music, whether that be genre, Artist group, what do you like listening to? Uh, I mean, I only not only, I guess, because you know, everybody else picks another radio station whenever you know you're working, or whatever. But if I'm the DJ, I listen to Christian music, and uh, and the uh, Newsboys is, I, I guess, gotta be my favorite. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Andy Menio here lately, which is a, a, a Christian rap artist. And okay. I, I really I like Andy Minio. Uh down here down south we got a, a Power eighty eight towards Mobile, eighty eight point five Power eighty eight radio on uh, every Friday night, I think at nine PM they've got a uh, power hour where they play all of your um heavy Christian music. You know, it's more like the rock and the heavy metal and the rap and stuff like that. And it they've okay. got some good stuff on there. But me personally, if I'm gonna choose uh Music is going to be uh, either Christian radio or country music. Uh, not this crap they play today, but like Garth Brooks, <laughs> and, you know, Tim McGraw country music. You know, the real country. Gotcha. Yes, sir. All right. Question number four: favorite hobby 
other than you know fighting and and training. Oh uh, man, spend the time. I'm with putting my you on the spot, brother. Yes, sir. yes. Sir. <laughs> I, I look outside of fighting and training. Uh, my only other hobby is uh, slow pitch softball and spending time with my family. And uh, that that's it, man. That's uh, they, I'm I'm a very very simple person. <laughs> it don't take a lot to keep this old boy happy, you know. As long as my wife's got a smile on her face and she's happy, then uh, you know I'm I'm happy. Folks, uh, who I mean, all you women out there, all you women out there, we can't help that we were found by wonderful women. This guy and myself are just one and the same, you know, because we love to see our wives happy, and that's what makes us happy. Right. Exactly. I like exactly. it. Exactly. You know, as long as, as long as man, sincerely, as long as she's happy, you know, for real happy, man, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing real well, good. You know that moo cow management's moving up in the world. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Look, man, what's crazy is that moo cow management. So we've had a lot of people hop on and be like, ha ha, she's managing the moo cow. Like, no, you're not very smart. She is <laughs> She is the moo cow. I'm Porgy the Big. Don't give me her name. <laughs> That's all, folks. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Big, big, big. Come on now. <laughs> you know, get it right. That's good. I, I thought a buddy of mine, I'm like, look, hold on. You're going to joke on this subject. You need to keep up with what in the world's going on here, bud. Uh, right. She is the moo cow. I'm Porgy the Pig. Don't mix it up again. <laughs> I love it. I love it, brother. Question number five, whether it be on a personal side or an athlete, your favorite role model growing up? Oh, man. Growing up. Favorite role model. Man, I'm... Uh, I, I guess, to be honest with you, man, it's going to be Emmett Smith. Uh, Emmett Smith was never the biggest guy, never the fastest guy, but always found a way. He, uh, he he talked about it several different times, and he said, I was never the biggest guy at camp. I was never the fastest guy at camp, but I was always the guy who found a way at camp. I was always the guy who would take the big lick and keep on going. You know, he uh, kind of, I guess, like an energy uh, energizer, but, you know, or no, what was that watch, Timex, whatever it was, take a licking and keep on ticking, and uh, yeah. that, that's that's the way he would, you know, to me, the way it sounded like he was describing himself, you know, that uh, it didn't matter what you did. He was still going to bring it. And I was like, man, I like that. I so are you a like Cowboys that. fan? I was when I was little. And I've got to be 100% honest. Look, man, I was there whenever uh, they won, what, the 93 Super Bowl. I was eight years old. We had, yeah. uh, my father was a pastor at the time. And uh, we, uh, put it on record on our VHS player and recorded it while we was at church, you know, and uh, come home from church and was able to uh, finish it and then rewind it and watch it again. You know, I spent uh, weeks rewinding that tape, watching uh, Cowboys roll over to Buffalo Bills, you know. Mm -hmm. See, but, so my cousin, my brother, my sister-in-law, my son, my niece, Cowboys fans. So unfortunate too, because yeah. I and my daughter are at least smarter and go with the Eagles. Come on, <laughs> come on! Look, man, I got to where whenever I was in high school, I was a uh, I was a Denver Broncos fan, 
And okay. the reason why there was, uh, you know, you had Elway, you had uh, John Roman, Romanowski, you know, Romanowski. I'm like, good, yeah. Then, uh, then, then I stopped being a fan of teams, and uh-huh. I started being a fan of players because uh-huh. uh, Tampa Bay had uh, what Mike Allstock. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! Go back and look at some highlights oh, yeah. from that dude's career. He was yeah. just a beast, man, for real. He and, was. Uh, I really enjoyed watching him. There, there's a uh, guy from way back, uh, you know, seventy. I say way back, seventies, eighties. Uh, I think it was his time frame, but uh, Lyle Alzada, and uh, that dude was. I would say a genetic freak, but he was an injected freak. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, that dude was an animal. I don't care what you inject into yourself. You still got to put in tons of work to reach the level that he was at. He was on a different level. Sincerely. That's true. That's true. All right. One last question. I got to ask. Are we going to see the BKFC heavyweight title on your shoulder. Eventually. I love it. You better have said that because if not, I'm going to call your manager right after we get done with this and tell her <laughs> to slap you silly for saying anything different. <laughs> that, that joker beat me in the head with one of my softball bats. I'm telling you now. She ain't playing. <laughs> but you know, ultimately, um, there's, you know, the goal. If you're fighting, if you're a fighter, period, uh, and somebody asks you, are you going to be the champion? Your answer better be yes. If your answer is not yes, then what in the world are you fighting for? Why, why, why do you get in there? You know, I agree if you don't believe, you know, if you don't believe that you can win that title, that you can beat everybody and become the champion, then how in the world is anybody else supposed to believe enough to be able to even want to watch you fight? You know, if you're Finger. not going to fight, if you're not going to fight with the conviction of I can beat everybody, I do it. I love it, brother. That's exactly the answer I was expecting to hear. And like I said, if I didn't hear that, I was going to call that manager, the Mukau management, and I was going to have her beat you senseless on live pay-per-view. Oh, she definitely <laughs> would have, I promise you. Oh, I know. I'd've, we could have got something going really good on that. <laughs> I'd have caught a cane to the back of the head just as soon as I got to the ring come uh, March 19th. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Bobo, yes, the beast, O'Bannon. Last thing, I lied. One last thing. I know on. that on fa- on social media this week, you put out you know questions. Uh, your fans on if you were to change the the nickname, what would it be? They give you suggestions. Obviously, right now it looks like we're still the beast. Are we leaning towards anything? Do you do you have any insights on this? Or are we going to make it some type of a contest going on? Or what are you thinking? Man, I want something other than the beast. The reason why the beast was something that they give me. They being uh, my former manager and ever who else is the beast. Uh, man, look for one, there's a million and one beasts. Uh, you know, for, for two, what am I representing? What am I standing for? You know, look look at my logo. You know, look look in the corner when I'm ready for my fight. My banner says God is good. You know, my banner is not, you know, a whole bunch of uh, sponsors and stuff. My banner is God is good. You know, and I'm sitting here with a nickname like The Beast. You know, uh, 
my Bible tells me the beast comes to steal, kill, and destroy, which I guess is kind of fitting for what I'm fixing to do here because I'm finna steal a title, kill, and destroy anybody in my way. I get that. But at the same time, you know, I'm uh, the beast goes completely against what uh, what I'm standing for, you know, against God who has me here doing this, uh, blessed me with the ability anyways. So, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards wanting to have something else. But at the same time, I didn't pick this nickname for me and I can't pick the next nickname for me. Uh, there's been some out there that I really, really like and really, really, uh, really like some of them like, um, they want to uh, make my nickname TK, TK, so I can be Bobo TK O'Bannon, huh? Yeah, that's, that's pretty not cool. bad. That's not yeah, bad. That's, that's I was leaning cool. towards like reborn, you know, I, I, you know, the rebirth, the reborn O'Bannon, but and 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 that's just kind of going towards you know the 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 changeover of of certain situations in your life you know in your in your career which would it makes total sense but man you mentioned tko bain and i'm i'm uh that's catchy yeah. that's catchy yeah, yeah. All right. see and, and it was a suggestion there's nothing i come up with that's something that's been suggested to us and so and i don't know man ultimately i'm not doing any of that i told my wife i said look baby this is what the deal is you are my manager what that means is you manage everything. If we need to talk about something, then we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. Ultimately, you manage it. You know, run it past me, whatever. But all I want to do is I want to go to work. I want to come home from work, change my clothes, and take my oversized behind the road and train. And you handle everything else. I'm just going to work and work out. Mama takes care of the rest. So we once we had that talk, she's, man, she's on. Um, I'm telling you, look, I have had before this fight, I've had zero dollars in sponsorship, period. Now I've got a list right here of sponsors I need to read off to you from where my wife has yep. up doesn't know a single thing about sponsorship. And it's it's your it's your floor, sir. I want you to shout out every all the sponsors and all the supporters that you have and that this is your time, sir. Look, last fight, zero sponsors. This fight my wife stepped up, went out there outside of her comfort zone, reaching out to some people. Now we have Tim and Brittany Corinna with Be Lit Organics. You know, they got the organic soaps, uh, candles, bath scrubs, much more. And uh, it stuff's really helping my wife, helping her relax and actually helps her sleep. I've got Matt Ziffer Black with Healthy One Inc. Man, he's hooking us up with uh, workout routines and vitamins, helping me look the way that I look by way of sending me vitamins and uh, workout Hey, look, I'm telling you, y'all have any dietary issues, questions at all, get with Matt Ziffer, but, you know, I got the man, Dan Stevens with BW Sports 1, stepping in to help me with graphics and designs. Hey, look, super, super good fella here. This is a good guy here. If y'all have any kind of questions, uh, management questions, um, look, graphic designs, anything of the sort, get with Dan, super good fella. I know yeah, that uh, guy. I'm, I'm telling you, huh? <laughs> Decent <laughs> fella, huh? <laughs> Look, we got uh, Texas in Time, Brian Longmire, any sort of uh, tax needs, you know, filing your taxes, back taxes, whatever. Get with uh, Ryan Longmire, really good dude, really, really going to work with you. We got uh, William Bond with On Point Embroidery. He's got my, um, 
making us some hats. So this kind of his little home with me. This guy's helping us out, stepped in in a big way, helping us out. Uh, hashtag TTJ, toes to Jesus. We've uh, got hats made. He's going to be making more hats. Pre-order, um, get with uh, William Vaughn or get with my wife, Britton Kelly O'Bannon. On the hashtag TTJ hats, we got some coming in. I'm going to have some at the fights. I'm going to be throwing a couple to the crowd. You know, uh, hashtag TTJ, toes to Jesus. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Wicked Fabrications with Aaron Gates. Good people, good stuff. You know, we've got um, my buddy Bryce Wood with um, TC Bar. Uh, you know, Adam Mobile there. They do a lot of shutdown work, a lot of fabrication. He helped me uh, fabricate my stand there, you know, my boxing stand I've got. And I've got inside, finally out of the weather, I'm able to train mm-hmm. every single day now. Thank you to Bryce and his guys. You know, we got my uh, my wife's GoFundMe that we've got going on, trying to help with uh, medical bills. Uh, you know, we just had another appointment that was four grand. We had an appointment. Uh, she had a, a outpatient procedure done here probably about a year ago. They told us we didn't have to show up with any money, and then all of a sudden we get there and they're like, "Oh, we need uh, six grand cash." Well. So we turn around, go back home, and empty out our savings account again. And, uh, you know, so it's just constantly stuff like this. But if if y'all could help, man, we'd be forever, forever grateful uh, with my wife's deal there. Do you have a a link there, Uh, Bobo? Yes. What do you look up on the GoFundMe for it? Uh, Britain's Battle. B-R-I-T-T-O-N-S Battle. Britain's Battle. There you go, uh, guys. Definitely check that one out for them. Speaking on that Britain's battle, I've had uh, several fighters reach out to me. Me and my wife decided that I'm going to get a patch on my trunks, on my shirt, something, some kind of patch somewhere that says Britain's battle, just so people can, uh, you know, look look up that hashtag Britain's battle and kind of get some information on what's going on with her and kind of just you know, be aware, bring some awareness to it. Bro, look, I've had uh, three fighters as of now reach out to me. We're talking about people from like up in Michigan, down in Florida, you know, we're talking about not they not fighters from right here in town you know i have had a couple of fighters from in town but you know what i'm saying is not just fighters that's right here that just know we're some uh, people from afar that have gotten to know me strictly through this fight game uh, hey bro look, i really want your permission if i can get a uh if y'all have a, a patch or anything to where i can wear britain's battle on my trunks i, I would really like to do that kind of help bring some awareness man that's humbling that is very, very humbling. When you have these grown men, we yeah. know each other because eventually one day we're going to end up closing our hands up and throwing them at each other, you know, and they still want to, man, this this is big. God is good. I'm very, very thankful, man. Very thankful. Yes. Well, Bo, thank you again for your time. Thank your manager for allowing you to spend some time with me on this beautiful Saturday morning. I can't wait to watch you March 19th toe to line, and send the opponent's toes to Jesus. I yes, cannot man. wait. I love the saying. I can envision you just bringing the beast out and laying the beast on the ground of the canvas in that ring, and that being the last time the beast is unleashed when you come back with something else as far as a nickname or whatever for that next fight. Bo, thank you again. It's always fun talking to you. You know I love you, brother. And you are more than welcome anytime on Combat Zone. Much love, sir. Thank you for having us.
No problem, no problem. Everybody, BWSports1.com is where you'll find out all the hap-hap happenings with us. Uh, Combat Zone, Dukes of Football, Super Kicking It with Steven, Checkers and Wreckers, Quantum Inspiration, Bet Your Ass, and everything else that – oh, the State of Basketball – and everything else that we have going on. Bo, again, thank you again. Have a wonderful weekend. I cannot wait to see you fight March 19th. I know that your hand will be raised because I am a little bit biased on this, guys. Thank you again. We'll see you every every I'm sorry, every Friday night, 7:30 Eastern Standard Time at Combat Zone. And we are out.